Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. All right, Jen, you want to lead us in? Is there like music? We, there, I will edit it in. <laughs> in do you want to know what it sounds like? It sounds like boom, boom, boo-doo-doo, I hope that's how we lead in this. I will. I'd like to start today's episode by apologizing to Fred Savage for accidentally calling him Kirk Cameron in the previous episode. Welcome to batch number four. My name is Jen. I'm Abby. And this is Amused Boosh. Today we have a very, very special guest, Abby. I would like you to introduce him for Thank us. you. I'm so excited. We have Rob Clement here from Meshugana. Uh, you are the head minch of Meshugana. Indeed. Head minch. Head Tell me what that means. means I'm just a, a down-to-earth good good guy. You're the good dude. Yeah. Cool. Just all about being a good guy. That's all. Hey, in life and in restaurants. That's right. it. We'll take that. Cool. So, Abby, tell us a little bit about how you and Rob got connected. Yeah. So, um, I went to a pop-up. Uh, I saw Meshuggah had posted something on social media, and I leaned over to Jacob, who we've well established in the podcast is Jewish. And Super it, Jewish. <laughs> just as Jewish as you could get, I guess. Um, I and, don't know about that. No, but, he's yeah. really not, because he, yeah, we've also established that he just cheats on all of <laughs> everything there. Um, yeah, he definitely we're, makes We're encouraging that actively with how much bacon we're <laughs> trying to get him to eat, but I'm <laughs> so sorry. It's a different story, Rob. Sorry. Yeah. I do eat bacon. Excellent. I'm so proud of you. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry for your ancestors. No. I don't know how this works. It's okay. We, we can talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, but I, lo- I love bacon. Yeah. Well, I was looking for something to do on a weekend, and I said, hey, look, there's like a Jewish deli pop-up. Let's go check it out. It's at Free Range Brewing. We love Free Range. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's go. And we got a couple friends together, and I thought, you know what? We're going to get there early. We'll we'll order when we get there. No big deal. No. I get there, and the line is out the door around the corner, like an hour deep line. And I was like, oh, this is a this is a thing. So when you say pop-up, are you meaning like a food truck? So we don't have a food truck it's like the common thing people think especially the older crowd it's like oh can you bring your food truck to our neighborhood i was like (laughs) well no we don't have one so we just we work out of a commissary kitchen we make the food at the kitchen that's generally why we do all our pop-ups in that same kind of noda north side of town like that area it's because it's within about 15 minutes of where our kitchen is um and we just we figured out through these pop-ups how to be more efficient and get the best quality food, knowing that like we're not in a kitchen actively cooking, so there's limitations. So we've just, you know, we bought some weird equipment, um, mix and match kind of how we do things. We do certain things based on what the setup is. So every that's why every pop-up's kind of different. When we go to different places, we have to use different equipment, so we do different food. Almost and like he improvises. Yeah. yeah. Weird Weird yeah. how that happens. It's, it's all improv. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Literally everything. Uh, so I would love to know, Rob, a little bit of your background. This is the first day that I have met you. I think Abby as well. So it, <laughs> it sounds like, though, you've made quite a name for yourself already here in Charlotte. You were just sort of telling us um, to your wife's uh dismay that you can't really go many places without being recognized anymore so how That's did you weird. how did you get here rob tell us <laughs> how we landed here um so we've been in charlotte on and off for about seven eight years something like that um before that 
I mean, do you want the like full story? Yeah, I mean, I want, I want like the, the good stuff, yeah. like, <laughs> like the cliff notes. Tell us, tell us about oh, where you were before Charlotte. How did right. you end up so, in Charlotte? Um, Charlotte by way well, of, by way of Boston. All right, by now way we're of talking. Florida. Okay. So like, I'm not from Boston. I'm from Florida. Um, so you'd, Boston, like, you'd prefer to claim Boston. <laughs> yeah, you were trying to get away from Florida. Well, so you went to Boston. no, I was in college. <laughs> Um, going to school for journalism, actually. Um, I was cooking while I was in school. Um, I wasn't very good at school. My then girlfriend, who I met at a summer camp here in North Carolina. That's um, adorable. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Um, (laughs) she, uh, we were doing the long distance thing between while we were both in school. She said to me like, Hey, either move up to Boston where I go to school or we're not going to do this. So... I hated school. I was like, ah, that's an excuse to drop out for the fifth time. <laughs> so let's do like it. Like any good woman, she encouraged you to drop out of school. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So little did she know that she was creating the monster that is me. This um, is your origin story. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and this so, is where what? I mutated into just like a, a, a line cook Jewish for deli life. Owner. Yeah. What were um, you making at that time? Uh, money? No, food-wise. <laughs> God. I assume no money. Where, where, when? <laughs> right, while like you were in still Florida? in this in this youthful cooking stage oh, of exploration. So, so like in college, I worked at a lot of weird places. I worked at Hooters for a little bit. Um, like you I worked, do. Yeah, I I worked at. I didn't wear the orange shorts. Uh, ruining um, a lot of, uh, yeah, of dreams. You know what? It's a podcast, Jen. We can all imagine. We can. Yeah, they didn't let me. Vivid imagination. Didn't have the right size. Um, but uh, I worked at Hooters. I worked at like like random sandwich shops um, in Tallahassee, which was my last stop before going to Boston. I worked at a place called Mr. Roboto's Tokyo Grill. Um, <laughs> I actually did hibachi um, behind a glass window. It was really weird. Even like, in a college town. Yeah. The glass window yeah. was just there for your it was, safety It was almost like I was in a cage, just like <laughs> ding, 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 just like hitting, uh, ch- hitting spatulas on metal and like... Oh, yeah. It was super casual, but like anyone who went to Florida State or Tallahassee Community College um, knows about Mr. Roboto's. <laughs> um, it, was, it was very good, very good hibachi. Um, I worked there, and again, my wife was like, hey, like, you don't like school. Why don't you move up here? Because I'm going to graduate. Wait, you just spoiler alerted some stuff. Yeah. Hmm. You said you're then, then girlfriend. girlfriend. Oh, no. Oh, man, Sorry. Rob. Turns out she was the love of your yeah, life. Yeah, so, so I, so I, <laughs> she dragged me and my dog up there. Um, she was just after the dog, let's be honest. She really was, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she definitely was. But we ended up uh, living in this little shoebox of an apartment. Uh, she had two roommates. It was a three-bedroom apartment. So my dog and I moved into her bedroom, which was way smaller than this studio. (laughs) Um, And I wandered Boston for about three weeks with no money, trying to find a job. The only thing I knew how to do was cook hibachi. Um, (laughs) And I stumbled into the bar at the end of the block we lived at. Sat at the bar. The bartender's like, hey... Like, you good, man? I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, what's what's going on? I was like, I moved up here to chase some girl, and I can't find a job. He's like, what do you do? I was like, I cook. He's hibachi. Strategically dropped the hibachi. I didn't tell him about the hibachi. I can throw a shrimp into your mouth if you want. Yeah. 
Well, the glass window didn't oh. let that work. It just hits the glass and slides. Such, and a, mis- the street. such a missed opportunity. Yeah, Poor but, business model. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, he's like, well, we're hiring. You want a job? I can get the chef out here. I was like, okay. Um, I ended up getting the job, worked as a line cook, worked my way up to like sous chef. Um, I moved down here. After having lived in Boston, I thought the food scene here was terrible. This mm. was seven. This is like seven years ago. It was very different. I didn't know a lot about Charlotte. Food media wasn't a real huge thing here. Yeah, um, we're changing that now. Excuse we're me. Working on we're working it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up working at Publix for three years. So I was running the seafood department is there. Is that where shopping is a pleasure, or is that somebody else? It is. I'm just is, I'm dropping everybody's taglines <laughs> here. In the we're, we're trying to get a, a cease and desist. Is what I, was, <laughs> I actually started there. I was a little known fact. I was the first employee hired by Publix in the state of North Carolina. Oh, wow. So when they opened the Ballantine store, yeah. which was their first one here in North Carolina, um, they hired me to be what's called a meals clerk in a now defunct program called Apron Simple Meals. Wait, ah, you I were just flinging shrimp at the windows, right? Kind of. I was doing food demos um, in this like lunch lady outfit, the hairnet. That's where I've seen you, Rob. That's I'm where you almost knew me. convinced that's how I know you. So do I you used have to a, do demos. like a hairnet on under that hat right now. I don't. I don't. Unfortunately, right. they you didn't. You weren't allowed to the have beards shorts. then. The Hooter shorts and the hairnet are on. We're all right just now. imagining. Yeah, <laughs> we're giving <laughs> the world's best. Horrifying. God, I've got the costume all um, set up for you. Buddy. Yeah, that's my Halloween costume <laughs> for this year. It's just. Me in a Hooters outfit. Head mensch. Yeah, head mensch on the back, like a Hooters jersey. <laughs> no, on the butt. It's okay. on the butt. There on you the go. butt. He pointed at his shoulders, um, and we know where it's going. We know. <laughs> um, so, I, so I worked there. Um, at that point, the girl from Boston, we got married. Um, <gasps> Spoilers. Yeah, we ended up getting married. Um, lucky we were, you. Yeah, yep. a very lucky me. You swung we, that one. Yeah. Good job. It was a good... It was a good Risk. It ended up working out the for us. The dog did it. We know the yeah, dog. She really did. She really did. Um, What's her name? We need to know the dog's name. Uh, so, un- oh, oh no. We we actually just put her down. Like, oh two God! Weeks ago. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. It's um. She her name is Sugar. Uh, yeah. That's she was. A sweet name. Yeah, sad. I don't want to talk about yeah, sugar. We, won't, we will not. We'll yeah. move on. Talk about sugar either. That's why I didn't okay. want to bring it up, oh, but my. it happened. It's all good. It, these are this is improv, right? This is it. Okay. This is what we do. This will memorialize her. So Aww. we miss you, sugar. Rest in yeah, peace, sugs. Yeah, love it. Um, God, you can get me all weepy. I'm so sorry. It's so okay. public. Look, you anyway, could have brought public. some papers. Let's yeah. talk about public to bury yeah. our feelings into. Um, so yeah, no, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> we'll get there. I'm gonna <laughs> we, get over it eventually. But so I'm so we we get married about I think it was like six to eight months in. She's like, man, you are just not happy like what is happening at the time by day i was working at Publix. by night i was coaching high school football cool um which was great love that but i really missed working in kitchens um the plan was my wife said why don't you go back to cooking i started looking for jobs but i was like well if i'm gonna go back to cooking i'm only gonna work for the best charlotte magazine put out the best restaurants in charlotte number one was heritage food and drink in Waxhaw, number two was Kindred. The only two places I reached out to, Kindred didn't speak to me. Heritage did. I ended up working for Chef Paul um, for about a year. Uh, I would have stayed there for a while. It was a pretty crazy kitchen. So just to give you some context, yeah, give it. that kitchen when I was there, so you had Chef Paul, who now has the Stanley and Orto, 
You had his son, Alex, who is now going to be running Para. That's going to be opening soon. Um, you had Ashley Boyd from 300 East, Lainey from 300 East. This is a Charlotte Food Just Dynasty. Small yeah, Miran- Miranda, um, who used to work with Ashley and Lainey, who was been multiple places. I think she's still at Community Matters. Um, she was there. Even the dishwasher, Pete, ended up running a kitchen in Waxhaw. <laughs> I was there. Uh, was Joy, Joy Turner. Yeah, Joy Turner, um, who's like been in like the country club world, private event chef. She's one of the badass chefs in town that people mm. might not know right. about. Um, like that was our kitchen, tiny kitchen, but everybody in there could could hang. It was it was pretty crazy. Um, I left there because my brother, who was in New Orleans, he and his wife uh, decided they were going to open a restaurant, asked me if I wanted to come run it. So I moved to New Orleans. My wife stayed here. I went down there. Um, We had a place called Spotted Cat Food and Spirits. Mm. Um, It was around for about nine months. Didn't last very long. So what was New Orleans like for you, though? Man, New Orleans was crazy. I, I loved it, but hated it all at the same time. Like we were talking earlier. It's an intense place to be, right? Yeah, like it's a a different lifestyle. Kind of like New York in that way. My brother, so my brother and his wife um, run bars on a street called Frenchman Street. So they run a place called the Spotted Cat. They used to run a place called Cafe Negril. Like Spotted Cat's where they have like the CNN, like New Year's Eve thing in Mm -hmm. New Orleans. That's where they, like Don Lemon gets drunk and stuff. (laughs) I want to go there. Like he, that's like. Do they have a Don Lemon like a Don beverage? Lemon lemon ball? I don't know. I would, lemon drop? Don, Don Lemon drop? Don Lemon drop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They're adding it to the menu. Yeah, they don't have it yet. A, I don't know. I've heard that it's he doesn't get as, as wasted as he makes it seem on the... He's working, you know? Yeah, know. Yeah. Who knows? you got to work really hard to look that drunk but, when you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, he's a good actor. What yeah. can I say? Because um, I had nothing else to do. Sure. I'd go to the bars. I'd drink. I'd yeah. watch music. I'd wake up. I'd go to work. And that was every day. It was like my routine every day till my wife finally came and then things got different because like the transition from like drinking every day to like being normal again mm. it was weird um it's like not a sustainable way to live it's yeah like some people pull it off down there i don't know it's, it just wasn't for live? me yeah right <laughs> yeah it like wasn't for me liver out exactly <laughs> it's home. so for for us we were down there um i ended up leaving i worked at a place called coquette which is uh like pretty well well-known restaurant in new orleans and you know nationally they've been like a james beard finalist like really great place everybody in there super talented um so i worked there for a little bit before i had left spotted cat uh, my wife got pregnant she was about four months pregnant when she left i knew that it was like time to like figure out if this cooking thing was going to last so again like i have a tendency if i'm going to cook and i'm going to work for somebody it's going to be like the best so I worked at Coquette. We were doing this crazy thing. My wife was like a catering sales manager at a boutique hotel down there. So like after the baby was born, our daughter Calliope. Um, Love that name. That's I would cute. watch so cool. Calliope in the morning at about two o'clock. I'd take her to the hotel. We'd switch. She'd go home. Tag out. And yep. then I'd go to work. <laughs> that was life. Um it had a shelf life on that. Yeah. And like we just decided we had a house here. We had someone renting it. When their lease was up, we decided we were going to move Boot them out. Come on back. Yeah, so we came back. um, And when we did that, it was kind of like, all right, whoever finds a job first is who's going to work, and whoever doesn't is who's going to stay home. Now, did you 
did you lean into that? Were you like, I really want to stay home. Oh, I, just... I would have, I would have loved to stay <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah, stay at home. I, Dad life. I, it was, I mean, cause I spent the first like, I don't know, three, four months of Calliope's life. Like I was home every morning. Yeah. So like I got used to like being dad and it mm-hmm. was cool. It was like, you know, I was a very selfish person before kids. So it was like nice to like take care of someone else yeah. and it like made me better in a lot of ways. I'm sure sugar helped with some of that. Sugar we'll just, was the best. We'll give her some credit as well. She was. I, she, she taught me how to be a dad at a very oh, young that's age. That's so yeah. awesome. Okay. Um, then we got to move <laughs> yeah, it forward here. Yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, talk sorry, about sorry. that. Let's talk about. Um, so then I got here. I worked for Rare Roots. So I was at Finn and Fino. Yeah. Um, I found a job first. Uh, I was at Finn you and Fino. Or yeah. lose. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just depends. It depends. Um, I worked at Finn and Fino. Um, I was there for, again, about a year. Um, I left to take an executive chef job at a small little mom-and-pop restaurant in Wesley Chapel called Savita's. I was there for about two months, and Rare Roots called me and said, hey, like we need a chef at the Porter's house. Do you want to come back and work for us? Took the job. Um, I was there, and COVID happened. Yeah. Um, you know, shit Woof. happens, and yeah. I just... You know, there was a lot of reasons, and I decided it was time for me to move on. I always had plans to do my own thing. Um, Your own thing. So that's what yeah. we're here. So that's then here we are. About. That's it. Yeah. So so there's the origin story. It's not that fancy. Like, I don't have a crazy you resume. You could, like, add some stuff into that. Nah, like, there's we'll nothing work to on it. that. No, know, I like I like that there's you nothing You drank to a it. bad hurricane and struck New by Orleans lightning. one night and ended up growing a third I'm not limb. Gonna, I, I don't know. Wrapped yourself to one of those those uh, palm trees during a hurricane yeah. just so you could see what the eye was like. No. no none of that? All right. Uh-uh. Well, we tried. No, Look. I'm terrified of hurricanes. I'm from Florida. <laughs> I'm from Texas. Up, I feel yeah, you. No, oh, I, I did it again. That's the that's probably the fifth one that we've... <laughs> fourth one. <laughs> a Texas reference? Did Where you know I've that I'm from Texas, Jen? Oh, boy. <laughs> Is she from Texas? She's from Texas. Have you heard? You anyway. don't mess with Texas. She's in Texas, goddamn. I'm so that's where we're at. <laughs> Anyways, all um, right. So Mashugana, talk to us about the so Mashugana. So, so Mashugana. Um, I left my job. We were doing virtual cooking classes from my house. Matt Martin from Freshlist asked me, "Hey, are you going back to that restaurant?" I was like, "Nah." He's like, "You want to do a pop up?" I was like, "What kind of food?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "Free range needs people." Uh, they needed people to do pop-ups. They're trying to like drive business because COVID, everything's slow at the breweries, so, especially. So this is giving you a chance to just make a decision about what you wanted to do. Yeah, so in you fact, had total I said freedom. to them, no like, more hibachi. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> said like, "Do you care what I do?" And they're like, "No, um, as long as it's good." And I said, "Well, can I do Jewish food?" And they're kind of like, "What's what do you mean?" Yeah, yeah. what's Jewish food, Rob? And I said, "I'll do pastrami sandwiches and matzo ball soup and pickles." So I had been doing these pickle videos on Instagram with my daughter where I was making pickles and taking bites of pickles and like saying like, that's a good pickle. And then my <laughs> daughter would say like, that's a good pickle. It's like we have like a hoodie. That's that's, that's we have like a, a, some swag. We have a pickle sweater that we've made that says that's a good pickle on the oh, arm. I'm going to buy one tomorrow. That's yep. why. Yeah. That's so um, I'm so it's need like, a pickle. Yeah, right? the pickles, they're, they're God, I'm so hungry, Rob. They're brining right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, we have an so, IOU out with Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he will so be us. we we just kind of started this thing. It was my wife and I. Um, we'd bring our kids to the brewery. We'd do pop-ups. And it kind of just like took off. Like I told you guys earlier, I have no problem like self-promoting. I'm all about it. Do it. Like this is, I've learned through the years that like a lot of chefs don't want to like put themselves out there. They think it's like, I don't know. There's like a, just grind away and do the work and like, but like, I don't have money. So it's like, 
the only way I was going to be able to do this is to just like sell myself out to like that's every media, job, okay? yeah, we're every, to do that, okay? every media outlet. So that's kind of what we did is I just like, luckily when I was at Rare Roots, I had some opportunities to do some media stuff that they gave me. Um, I did pretty well at it. So when I started the stuff I was doing on our own, I reached out to those media contacts and they're like, oh yeah, we remember you. You were great. You want to do this? Want to do a story? Like, great, let's do it. They know that I'm like verbal diarrhea and I'll just like say whatever. Um, <laughs> so I think people know I'm, I'm good for a good quote every once in a while. So That's the one verbal diarrhea is yeah, our good quote go. for tonight. Oh, that could be the name of the episode. Really verbal diarrhea. That, I love it. You know what I think what's the appetite, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it's really interesting when you're talking about, you know, self-promoting and a lot of people don't yeah. do that. I also think there's an, uh, an aspect of this. It's just simply knowing your worth and, and being willing. Um, you have to be willing to, yes, yeah. advocate for yourself. Well, and I think like with what we're doing, it's a lot about like there's a there's a big like reason behind this besides just like trying to open a restaurant and do my thing and like show off that I can cook. I really don't think I'm that great at cooking. I think I'm really good at finding good ingredients. We'll cut that out. Don't worry. It's no, it's, no, leave it in there. It's this <laughs> so, is so this you're is, you're giving this the is my food humble its brag. <laughs> like um, I think I I do I know I know good ingredients and I know not to screw them up. And I think that's a lot of our food is just don't get in the way of the ingredients yeah. and get the good stuff and make it shine. And I think that's like some of when I'm eating, that's my favorite food to eat is like people who just don't need to do a bunch of extra bullshit just to yeah. make their show all the things they can do. I didn't go to culinary school. I barely even went to regular school. Like I, well, that wife of yours. Yeah, you out. yeah exactly. Um, Little did she know. Um, <laughs> Jokes on her. But you're 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 literally describing <laughs> what we just said. You're also letting the food know its worth and advocate yeah. for itself for sure. by being great ingredients. For sure. And and that's something I learned with Chef Paul. Like he was that's he's all about ingredients. Um, when I was in New Orleans, it was something that I learned down there as well. And then coming back here, like with Rare Roots, they had some great relationships with a couple farms that they did. And it's like everywhere that there was an impact on my career ingredients and farms were a part of that so it's like been it's kind of become ingrained in me and then living here and like doing the farmer market farmer's market thing and like going and getting produce and like and and seeing like this scene of farms here it's crazy like we're in short of like california we're probably in like one of the the best parts of the country for like produce mm -hmm. um and so you'd be silly not to embrace that and that's why i think you see charlotte is very produce driven and local driven at ortho carolina my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me ortho carolina my care my way schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com get ready broadway is returning to charlotte Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BlumenthalArts.org slash BPA Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. What is an ingredient that you might see at the farmer's market that a regular chef like Jen and I, or cook like Jen and I, would maybe not take a chance on because we don't really know a lot about it? Um, hmm. Like this time of year? Whatever season you want to pick, my friend. I mean, kohlrabi is something that's like nobody uses except for chefs anymore. Yeah. Isn't chefs it, isn't it green? It. it can be. <gasps> what it can else also can it be? be purple. Ooh. It looks like a little alien um, <laughs> or like one of those little dog toys that goes... Love it. Like, and you push it's it around. weird that we know yeah. exactly yeah, what you're exactly. Yeah, about. it looks like that. Um, it's actually a German turnip. So, like, uh, I remember at, at Heritage, there was some weird, like, taquito thing we made with uh, kohlrabi. And then we did... We used to make kohlrabi soubise at Coquette when I was in New Orleans. Like, kohlrabi... Like, every cool restaurant I've worked in, like, used kohlrabi all it's the like time. It's a chopped basket ingredient. It, it really is. Know. It's oh, definitely right. one you'd see in a chopped basket. Um, and then also, I think, like, um, the other thing for me personally... I'm big into like finding ways to use things that don't get used all the time. Like I buy beets with the tops. I buy turnips with the greens and like figure out how to use them. That's something like if you go to a grocery store, you don't see that. Yeah. Um, but if you go to a farm, they're not going to waste that. They yeah. charge things by the pound. They're going to leave the greens on and you're going to pay for them because they're edible and they're yeah. actually have a lot of nutritional value and all that stuff. Mm. I think that's, like the next level of cooking with uh, local ingredients and farm farm produce is like understanding that the whole vegetable has a use, um, and that's pretty important to us. And it's part of like our mission with food. Yeah. And that's that's a lot. It ties in a lot to Jewish food and like where it comes from. A lot of the the origins of Jewish food is like what's available to you. Mm. Um, like in a lot of ways, it's poor people food. Cause it's people who've been kind of like migrating all over the world, just trying to like stay alive um, and going wherever they need to. And they kind of just take uh, this religious cuisine and adapt it to the region that they're in. Yeah. And so being here, while we're not bringing so much of the religious aspect into it, it's more of a cultural thing. Because like, you love bacon. We've established that. I do, but we don't cook bacon. We don't. So we do a, it's something that you can't even say in New York uh, but it's something that's very prevalent here is kosher style. Ah. I'm doing air quotes for those who can't <laughs> see me. Kosher style. Um, so what that means is we don't mix meat and dairy in anything Got we it. do. So it's either a meat dish or a dairy dish. So okay. like you won't get a Reuben at our restaurant when we open. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get a pastrami sandwich with mustard on rye bread. There won't be cheese on it. And it's let me just, just say, there is a mountain with pastrami <laughs> on these sandwiches. It is. Yeah. I'm so hungry. I'm and when I, so well, I'll tell you that when I went to free range to pick it up, it mm. comes, you know, it was wrapped up. So it stayed nice and hot inside mm-hmm. of this foil and he, they hand it to you and my hand dropped because it was so dense. It's so heavy. Strong and, oh, yeah. There was nothing about the food itself. When you took a bite that felt, you know, dense or, he- you know, too much. It was the perfect bread, you know, it, it had chewy. Oh, so good. I don't even know how I, I think I mispronounce it every time I say it. I, I've heard other people say verdant and I don't know. So sorry. I don't know. Tanner what and Jamin. It's was a, it the verdant? Verdant. Yeah. Verdant. Bread, whatever it is, it's delicious. That's whose rye bread we use. They've got a great bite to it, and it's Mm -hmm. chewy in the right ways. But Mm -hmm. then 
I mean, you got to tell me a little bit of how you, how you make this pastrami. Yeah, so we get our beef. Um, we get brisket from a farm in Vilas, North Carolina called Shipley Beef. Uh, it's a Shipley, Shipley Farms. Um, it's a cattle ranch. They've been around for, I think, 125 years. It's like a family farm. Um, awesome people. Like, they do, they dry age all their meat, which is very different. Um, so when you really think about, like, the amount of time it takes to make our pastrami, not only are we... We brine it ourselves for two weeks, but before it even gets to us, it's already dry age. Um, then we brine it for two weeks, then we smoke it, then we sous vide it. Now so I understand like, why there's so much intensity of flavor. And in the there. thing is, like the old school way of making pastrami is you smoke it and you steam it. And to me, though, understanding the South and like barbecue, like you work so hard to get like that bark on the mm. meat and create like texture and a nuance of flavor and like differentiating flavors. Like it didn't make sense to me that we would then steam it right. and like mo yeah. make that all mushy lose and it. lose all that. So we sous vide it and you do lose some of the texture because like the juices leach out and it becomes like mm. swimming in its own juices, but you do retain some of that like bark to it. Yeah. So I like to say that, pastrami we do you cannot replicate yeah because we get it from a specific farm um, that you told us so we've written it down sure. but it's but there's a specific rub we use that uh, I, secrets secrets that abound is, we do and i'm not going to tell you all the secrets yeah because this is being recorded yeah, <laughs> for exactly. quality purposes and right. then yes. yeah quality assurance no <laughs> i've heard it a million times every bill collector that's right this is recorded for a pop <laughs> um and then we use applewood, which is something that a lot of people use here in the South for barbecue, which is not traditionally the wood that a lot of places up North would use. Uh, additionally, it's like we're using bread that's from North Carolina and the mustard we get is made in Nashville. It's from Lusty Monk. So like it's literally a pastrami sandwich made from everything that's within North Carolina, which is something that like good luck recreating that. Like, Can you just really quickly explain to folks what a knish is? Yeah. So it's like a pastry dough that's um, filled with potatoes, yeah. like mashed potatoes. So we do a bunch of riffs on that. You've um, made a pimento cheese. Yeah, we did a pimento cheese, like a pay homage to the south. We do a black garlic knish. We did today we did a, uh, a kasha knish, which is like buckwheat. Again, like we get like local buckwheat to like cook and then add into it. It's like super savory and like a, this like umami nuttiness to it. It's really cool. Awesome. Um, and serve I'm, that with some mustard. I'm starting to tear up. Like I don't. I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no one should cry over kinesh. Um I know. It's so like people tell me like there's going to be people who will do delis after we do delis because oh, yeah. they've seen that we've had success. And I can't wait for that to happen because it's going to make us have to be better. Yeah. And that's yeah. great. Um, what a great perspective. Yeah, like I want there to be more because I don't honestly like <laughs> I didn't taste a completed pastrami sandwich until a couple months ago. Like our own, like I didn't taste the whole thing. I knew all the components and I like, I don't know, I'm weird like that. Like I taste every component of everything we do. But up until recently, I was very bad about tasting finished dishes. Hmm. And it just we were <laughs> we we're so shoestring shoe budgeted. That like I was like I'm not wasting a sandwich on yeah. myself. Like I'll take a bite of pastrami. That's enough. I know it's good. We're good. I think it also speaks though to you know that this is both an art and a skill that you've honed because you were able to have the foresight to understand how all of those flavors and textures worked together, mm -hmm. even without trying the final product. And yeah. I can attest that it works. Yeah, and I mean that to be honest, like our first pop up, part of the confidence in like moving forward was like 
a lot of chefs and like industry people who I really respect came and got stuff. And it's people who I didn't have like close relationships with, but I knew. And they reached out to me privately and were like, bro, that's fucking good. Nice. Like, Excellent. And I was like, oh, it's good. Okay. Cause I thought it was good, but like, you know, it's validation. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, well, I thought it could be better. So it's like every time we do pastrami. So it's funny. Like people don't even realize I haven't made pastrami, I think, since April. Like we haven't even yeah. been doing pastrami on purpose, but everybody talks about the pastrami. It's like I, you know, they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. So like the less it's we like do pastrami. Chick-fil-A being closed on yeah. Sundays. Yeah, we well. are going to have to be camped out in a tent, you know, days before right. when <laughs> the next one comes. But So we are going to. So, yeah, we'll, we can get into when the pastrami will happen because there's some brining at the moment. Um, oh, God. So it'll be coming soon. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We, we just want to get better at what we're doing all the time and like every day do it better than we did the day before. And yeah. If people are cool with that, great. If they're not, then okay, we'll be better tomorrow. Maybe you'll like it then. And, and you've alluded to this now, but Meshuggah is not going to be a pop-up No, for long. yeah, so we signed a lease. We're actually, so there was this announcement on like the former Charlotte agenda, Axios. 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 <laughs> Axios. Yeah, a friend of mine who doesn't live here is like, isn't Axios the place that had all that like Trump stuff on it? And they like interviewed Trump. But yeah, they like, did. I was like, yeah. I was like, they interviewed Trump and talk about our restaurant. That's right. Like, that's, that's the only two things that they've done. big time now. Um, <laughs> One of those things I support. That's yeah, right. So there you go. Sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. No, we don't care. No apologies. Yeah. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. There you go. You're um, in a safe space. It's, it's like Voldemort. You can't say, it's, you can't say his he'll, name. He'll appear behind yeah. you. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, like they announced it. We're, we're going to be opening our restaurant in the fall. Um, Meshuggah Jewish Deli and Bakery. Um, so we are going to go for it. We're just, you know, we're all in. Um, so tell there's us no where, turning like, back. We're opening on right next door to Petty Thieves, which is off of this weird intersection of like Clinton, Graham, and Statesville is all like meets where the Charlotte Fire Department headquarters is. Yeah. There's a QT there. Um, it's not far it's, from Camp North End. Yeah. It's not far. Yeah. Okay. It's a couple minutes away from Camp North End, um, right off the highway. Um, really like about 18 to 20 minutes from Shalom Park, if anybody's yeah. concerned about that, <laughs> which I've heard a lot of concerns about that. Um, but but honestly, like, so it's part of this shopping center called The Shop. Um, it, was, it was an old uh, truck depot in the 1940s. Um, so, like, they worked on trucks, uh, military vehicles, World War II, like that kind of thing. Um, it's got some history to the building, which is cool, but then also, like, for us, it's like there was a choice of do we want to be a great Jewish restaurant and open up in a like conventionally like area that a lot of Jewish people live, a lot of affluent people live, or do we want to open up in a neighborhood where we can expose a lot of people to our culture through this food and like kind of broaden what Jewish food is in the South? And for me, it was a no-brainer. It was like I never wanted to open in the place where people expected it. Everything we've done, like the name Meshuggah, if you don't know, is Yiddish for like crazy, like off the wall, like just doing things different. And so like every decision we make, I try to be as against conventional wisdom as possible within reason. Like I love the restaurant industry. I think there's a lot of things that can be done better. And that goes from the way restaurants operate, the way restaurants uh, treat their employees and their coworkers. Um, 
the way restaurants sign leases, the way they yeah, negotiate yeah. those leases, and which you're, we were talking about a little yeah. bit. And you're talking about this, right? You're making oh, yeah. it known. Yeah, I don't care. Like I, I, I actually so my I have business partners, I have my wife. Um I go on rants sometimes on social media <laughs> and you know, as long as people keep eating our food and wanting to talk to me, I'm going to talk about this stuff because someone should. I've worked for a lot of very successful people that kind of shied away from these things. And I understand why, because it's like you don't want to upset the apple cart because the margins are so thin. But I'm in a very advantageous position of I have literally nothing to lose. Like there is no restaurant that I've been trying to sustain through COVID. It's been building something through COVID. Uh, employees are fed up with the way it was. It was So unless you're building something that puts employees and the workers first, it's just going to be hard to do going forward because you have people like me who work for other people who will see people like me who just said, fuck it, I'm going to go do my own thing. Disrupt it. And yeah, and like I don't, by no means do I think like I am saving the industry or anything even close to that. But I I explained to someone recently, if one person picks up something from the way we're going to do things, and does their thing and makes it better than we did it, then great. Like we did our job. I think there's a way to look at the things that happened over the last year and a half as, as an opportunity to level set and, and figure out what we want to adapt Mm -hmm. and how we want, what do we want to carry forward? What do we want to lose? Right. So now is the time to create that change and and carry forward the things that we find valuable because there is no standard anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has to adapt somehow or, or they won't make it. So being able to have that opportunity to say, I love that you said, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to sustain something. I'm creating something. Yeah. So in a way, the whole industry has an opportunity to recreate itself. So why not set the example? And, and there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of it. There's a, lot, there's a lot of talk about this in Charlotte specifically. There's a lot of talk about it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I know it pisses some people off sometimes, and I, that's okay. It always um, will. Yeah. And I think change is hard. Yeah, yeah. It's but at the end of the day, like I said, like as long as we're doing a good job with the food, then. The only reason people like you are talking to me is because our food's good. That's if our right. food sucked, no one wants to hear from me, right? So, but our food's good, so then it's an opportunity to talk. And mm-hmm. I could just talk about myself and self-flagellate and like be a jerk off and <laughs> be like, ah, "I'm great at cooking food." If you and, had brought and some like, pastrami, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you got to leave them wanting more. Mm. And, and you right. absolutely <laughs> have. I yeah. know that. So, so how can people find your pop-ups? Yeah. So the easiest way is just follow us on Instagram. Um, we post everything there. What's um, your handle? Do you know that? Oh, at Meshugana. And I'll, I'll type it in on the socials yeah. and in the, the details here so that you and can it, spell it. The, it. the interesting part about that, it was at Meshugana underscore CLT. But there was this wonderful mensch named Joe Kopitz, <laughs> some guy from New York who had at Meshugana. I DM'd him. I told him about what we were doing. <laughs> and he was just like, I was like, can I send you some food? for your Instagram handle. He's like, why are you messaging me about this? <laughs> and I was like, like, like I'm trying to do this thing. It's getting kind of big. It's kind of weird to have this underscore CLT. I don't know. Maybe one day we want to be outside of Charlotte yeah. and it's going to be really awkward if I have to like trademark this and steal it from you. So can you just give it to me for food? And he's like, man, just take it. He's like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, it's great. And like, 
for some complete stranger. I hope you stranger. still sent him something. I tried. He wouldn't Aww. let me. He would yeah. not send me his address. Let's hope he comes to Which, visit one day. Yeah. And he's like, hey. I told him and his mom. So his mom started. I put a post up when when we were able to switch it over. It was just like a really tenuous thing. So like when you switch your Instagram handle, there's two weeks where you can take it back. But then it's like fair game, and there's no like alarm where I could like set an alarm and know exactly what time it became available. So like I was literally checking every five minutes for like two weeks. Like oh my this god, this is not a thing if, I knew. Wow. If no. somebody gets this before, then I have to go through this whole process again. That's going to be crazy. The like, next person is not going to. What be would so be the odds of that? Someone's I mean, like, if somebody was like, really... I really want to be a sugar. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, who knows? Um, like my enemy, some <laughs> person who like wants it's us your to doppelganger. Fail. Yeah, it's like yeah, Mashugana underscore ATL. Yeah, That's it's it. just a Mashugana. <laughs> it's just at Mashugana, and they're just posting like the worst looking sandwiches yeah, on God. Instagram. Like they don't even sous vide their pastrami. Yeah, or steam it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, so at Mashugana, um, we post all our stuff on there. We're on Facebook. Honestly, it's just like I post on Instagram and there's a button where you can just say, that's right. Share. Also share to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't really understand the Facebook crowd is very different from the Instagram crowd. Agreed. It's very like, we only have an Instagram very, here at Amuse Bouche. That's very, right. That is intentional. In a lot of ways. But rest um, in peace, all of our other followers of our personal accounts. Yeah, sorry. Bye. <laughs> you don't come. Yeah, sorry. Um, I would say we have this segment that we're working through, you know, anytime we have a guest to say, you know, mm-hmm. let's pay it for and let's talk about other things sure. that are great. I feel like you've done an amazing job of that throughout. You've really thread through mm-hmm. and, you know, done some great shout outs throughout. But I mean, if there is anything else that you'd say, um, you know, you love to eat in Charlotte. Food. Yeah. Food. Generally. So, you, yeah. I'd say Jimmy Pearls is like the best thing going. In I just town. had some Bubba Chucks for the first Man, time Bubba Chucks. on so, Saturday. So, so those guys are awesome, Oscar and Coop. Like they do, they do a really great job. I'm happy for them what they're doing. It's it's really great. Um, I really like Bodiwala. Yes. Um, I actually mm-hmm. had that for lunch. Um, they're kale chips, the jam. Yeah. There's, I love. So I, you know, it's outside my price point right now, but like I love Counter. I love what Sam does over there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good friend of mine as well. Um, he's another one who's like trying to make some waves in the way things operate from a different lens like doing it from the the pure fine dining side and i'm going from the very like sandwiches and deli stuff um and then i would be remiss not to say like hannah our pastry chef like everything she bakes is fucking great like she's awesome um she's been a huge part of like that growth that we've had like when she came on board it really kind of took things to another level. Like we were just doing black and white cookies and that was it. Um, and now we have this like crazy array of desserts that she puts out and like she views food very similarly. Like we were talking about our bagels uh, today and it's like, we're just like, well, we just view things as like, there is no definition of what food needs to be. It's, does it taste good? And so we're like, going back and forth They're like are we gonna do this new york bagel are we gonna do like our version of a new york bagel because we're not in new york so does it have to be a new york bagel and you know what no one will really find out till we open bird pizzeria i haven't eaten it yet because my kids start freaking out when we were waiting for a pie um so we left so those guys owe me a pie oh boy. they know it. it's all good that's I, awesome um they came and, and the meltdown trumps everything yeah. oh right? it was crazy yep. um and then uh batch maker yes so chris actually brought us some cookies today and they were insane yes. oh boy i should have brought them you, sh- you should have brought them it's terrible <laughs> but yeah so so all those people are awesome
That's, All right, so what's what's opening sort of time frame here? Um, so I'd say October, November is okay. like the timeline. It really, there's so many crazy things going on in like restaurants with like equipment and things of that nature, yeah. um, stuff that's outside but of that's my the control. Target. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, that's that's the Maybe goal. We'll is, say like October 10 for the 10, uh, 10. No, 10. anniversary. No, no, I got a wedding to go to on the 9th. And then, Boo. so yeah, we're not going to do the 10th. And I wouldn't do that to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, my we'll be booking all of October. My son's birthday is the 26th. Okay. So maybe for his birthday. Happy I don't birthday. know. We'll yeah. see. But a it'll candle open. and a pastrami sandwich. It'll open when it opens. We're doing the J Street Market at uh, Not Just Coffee on the 10th. And then starting on the 16th is a Friday. So every Friday afternoon, as of right now, we're going to be doing... Uh, a collaboration with Petty Thieves. We're going to be doing uh, pop-ups there to get people used to coming to where we're yeah, going to be. Yes. We're actually doing two beers with them. So I'm not going to tell you what those are. I got to leave a cliffhanger because right. I got to make sure the guys are cool with me like telling everybody. But we're going to be doing two collaboration beers. And that's something we're exploring like long-term, like working together. We're going to be neighbors for hopefully a very long time. Excellent. Um, you know, we kind of want to make that north side like the place to be in Charlotte. There's so much cool stuff going on up there. So why not us? Absolutely. Why? You know what? That's a perfect way for us, uh, you know, to to book into this episode. I think. Why not? Yeah. Why not? That's it. You guys are putting yourself out there, and you're making great food. So we'll let it speak for itself. Cool. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, it's been a pleasure to hear your origin story and all the things that you have cooking up uh, for us here in Charlotte. And we can't wait to try everything. My verbal diarrhea. Your verbal diarrhea was delicious. I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just visceral reactions about. We got some groans from the left, right? (laughs) So sorry. Ah, well, for this batch, my name is Jen. I'm Abby, and this has been Amused Boosh.